0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
1: You know him from uh, Washington Sports Talk Radio, CBS Sports Radio Network, BetQL. He's gone national on us. It's Nick Ashu on the guest line. What's up, buddy?
0: How are you, sir? I'm bet you've had a uh, fun last few days down there, haven't you?
1: I'm emotionally exhausted. I'm just going to be real honest with you. I got I got two hours left in the week, and uh, I'm going to have a good cry at about one fifty nine today. How about you? How's your week going? <laughs>
0: Listen, Baker Mayfield has given everybody content, not just you down there, but literally across the country. So thank God that trade happened. Uh, that and then Kevin Durant. You know, it's like this is that time of year where there's not much going on. So you pray for any sort of type of news to come out, and we've gotten two gold mines over the last what three or four days. So-
1: the only thing is, I'm you know, I'm. It's that old adage uh, when somebody has been starving for a month, and you know, you can't just hand them a cheeseburger because they'll eat themselves to death. That's a hundred percent when I'm on the auspices of is of eating my fat ass to death here but let's go to uh let, let's dine on some dysfunction here Dan snyder uh the, one of the reports that has come out with this latest thing with congress investigating him for just an awful toxic culture in washington was that uh even though they hadn't been able to serve him and get him in before Cong- congress he had um he had offered to like zoom in like be like a peer before Congress in zoom, which is the ultimate billionaire move. I'll just ask you, is, is Dan Snyder going to survive this?
0: I don't know anymore. Like there've been so many things over the years, let alone what we've had recently that have told you, well, there's no way the NFL can keep this guy around, right? There's no way that this, Oh no, they still, Oh, you've only fined him $10 million. Oh, Roger Goodell thinks that's enough. Oh wait, now there's more. Now there's more allegations. Here's the thing. I've been convinced over the years that the owners love Dan Snyder, not because they like being around him, but because he makes everybody in ownership around the NFL look better compared to him. Like he's the guy that when you're dating somebody and then she's got a sister and her sister's dating a complete idiot, you automatically look better to the family. That's who Dan Snyder is. But the question becomes – Is this finally enough to push him out? And it all comes down to the actual owners doing it. When we've had those reports about him having different books uh, and essentially taking money away from the owners, that's what changes things. As you know, it usually just comes down to money. Washington didn't change their name until sponsors started pulling their sponsorship and FedEx. Threatened to take their name off of the field and that whole thing, which is you should do anyway because it's the ugliest stadium in the NFL. So it's it, it, and also the worst experience. There's literally a poll out there that has Washington's game day experience as the worst in the NFL. So there you go. But all of these things, as he's run the organization into the ground and has all of these allegations against him and all of this legal proceedings and everything, that goes far above my head without a legal degree. I, I still sit here and say he's like he's Teflon, as most owners really are. And I don't know for certain whether he's going to be pushed out or not, and that's the scary part about all this.
1: What's crazy about this is like I, I Jack, you know, uh, Dan Snyder took over for Jack Kent Cook, who was, let's just say, not a great human being, and uh, and then he took over for the guy that took over for for George Preston Marshall, who was uh, in favor of racial segregation. So like. Is there something, Did was there a curse put on the, the Commanders organization that was founded? Like, is it is it in the bylaws that an awful human being has to own the franchise? I'm just trying to figure this out because I feel very sympathetic for Commanders fans.
0: You know, it, it sure seems like there's some sort of curse, right? It goes from bad owner to bad owner, but at least under Jack Kent Cooke, as awful as he was, and by the way, the way he was portrayed early on in winning time was the late with the Lakers, oh, man, like that really painted him in a, a real negative light, but... They were winning, and people don't care what you know how good or how bad the the owner is if he's not breaking obvious laws. If the team is winning, if fair or unfair, that's just the reality of the way most things are in professional sports. Winning cures all. They say that for a reason. And you know the difference here is that nobody likes Dan Snyder, whether it's around the NFL or it's the fan base or in general. But the team's also not winning, and their value has continued to plummet because fans are sick and tired of it. And on top of that, he can't get anyone to help. Like to vote to allow them to build a new stadium. I mean, it's a, they're just having trouble in Maryland now. Virginia's already basically said, uh-uh, DC's pushing them out, and that's the only place they should be is where RFK Stadium is. It's It's an utter disaster, and it's been a disaster from the beginning. My issue has always been, and this is not just with the NFL, but this is across the board, we allow these owners to have so much control. It's almost like it's a pure immunity across the board. In any other job, other than a politician, obviously, can you imagine somebody being as bad, as bad at their job and bad as, as as a leader as somebody like Dan Snyder and then still being able to keep that job? It's unbelievable. He's done everything Dan Snyder touches falls apart. Every other business he's had, it's plummeted in terms of value. But yet, this guy continues to be in charge of an organization. I understand their owners, but we need to find ways – to make it so owners are held more accountable because when you're doing this for two decades and he's not the only horrible owner, obviously, but it devalues the franchises around the NFL. I understand they're worth billions, but the Washington commanders, when they were the Redskins, you you used to be worth, they were the second or third most valuable franchise in the NFL. They've plummeted. They're barely middle of the pack in the NFL now, let alone the rest of the world and all those rankings. So a lot of that just falls on him and how he's run this team. So something needs to be done So you don't have a position like this where it's downright impossible for an owner to be pushed out. I I don't know what it is. Smarter people than me would come up with better solutions, but it's an absolute disaster across the board.
1: Nick, I would say Congress. You asked who can be this bad at their job and keep uh,
0: keep their job. Congress yeah, that's, and- that's why I said politicians. That's why I said politicians, <laughs> but you're right. Specifically Congress, because there's nobody better at just not doing anything and holding on to their job than people with lifetime contracts to run this country. It's great. It's like we have this age now where people start to have mandatory retirements in their 60s or 70s and they're pushed out. Yet all those people that are considered unemployable around most jobs around this country, they're all running our country now. So sure, yeah, everything's been great. That's another thing that needs to be fixed, but that would take a whole other day for us to have that conversation.
1: I just like Congress Investigating Dan Snyder for creating an unsafe environment uh in in you know what he ran as like the Spider Man versus Spider Man meme. That's what it feels like to <laughs> me. Like, yeah, <laughs> it really is. Oh, he got a lot of balls, Congress, saying this about uh, Dan Snyder. Or anybody else? Nick Ashu, BetQL, CBS Sports Radio Network on the guest line here. Let's go to Riverboat Ron. A lot of fans in this town. A lot of people still love him. From a cultural standpoint and a football standpoint, has Ron Rivera and, of course, Jason Wright, the team president who was hired in the midst of the beginning of the scandal, have they made a dent in the cultural and football issues for the commanders?
0: Yeah, I would argue they made a dent, but there's still, look, there's still a long way to go. And some of it is just reputation, right? It's really hard to shake a reputation as a dysfunctional organization or a complete idiot. When you go out with your friends, it's hard for anybody to shake those types of reputations. And that's, that's kind of really where they are right now. I think people are frustrated with the way year two went under Rivera, mainly with the start, but I kept trying to point out to people, do you see their schedule? Do you see the quarterback gauntlet they're going through? It's going to be a rough start for this team. They finished seven and ten after starting off two and six, and to me, I consider that a win given the injuries and a lot of guys missing time because of COVID late in the year as well. When it comes to the whole culture thing, I mean, attitude reflects leadership, and the very top of the board in terms of leadership is still the owner of of this team, and that that is still trickled down through the rest of the organization. Now there was like a head the head trainer got. You know, his place raided by the FBI for something uh, a while ago, and you're going, Ron Rivera hired him, and this is a problem. So you see things like that that are still issues, but the reality of it is it, it is still better, but the, the bar is so low and the floor was so low that anything compared to pre-Ron Rivera is better. I think there's frustrations at times with... Uh, his inability to adjust, he's very stubborn, which I'm sure you know from his time down there as well, where it's kind of like, this is the plan, this is the game plan, this is my lineup, these are the guys that I like, and we're going to keep going with it. Um, so it, it's it's a little bit, It's I call it a mixed bag, you know, They're, the standards are just so low that I hate to say like things are so much better, but they are, but then you kind of look at it and go, this team may only win seven games again this year.
1: So that brings the, the point here. Uh, is, is Ron, should we consider him on the hot seat going into year three?
0: You know, that, that's the question I was asking at the end of last year. I would not, I certainly wouldn't put him where Matt Rule is, but I would say that his seat is slightly warm. At least one butt cheek is feeling warm right now. You know, the seat warmer in the car has just started to warm up, but it's only on two dots, so it's just getting to that point. It's not hot but it's warm for him right now. Uh, You know, I always wonder, too, and it's the same thing going on for you down there, you know, with Matt Rule, where it's like, if you don't have your franchise quarterback, how much leash leeway do you get as a head coach before it's finally like, you've had all your chances, we can't do this anymore. Like, Carson Wentz is an upgrade over Taylor Heineke. Great. But we know Carson Wentz can be really good, and Carson Wentz can be an utter disaster. So, what Carson Wentz are you getting? What does this season look like for the team? Look, they've they've got a lot of offensive weapons. There's no question. This this trio of Terry McLaurin, if Curtis Samuel is healthy because he wasn't healthy last year, Jahan Dotson, who they drafted, Logan Thomas, even at tight end, like that's that's a lot of weapons for Carson Wentz right there. They've improved their offensive line, but you know they did they did lose. You know, obviously you lose a, a one offensive lineman who goes to the Jaguars. So. It's, this team should be better, but I just always worry about the expectations when they start to get like they were even before last year, where this defensive line, oh man, they're going to be great. And then they completely just throw up all over themselves at the beginning of the season and look like a disaster. It's, like I said, it's, I know this is a long-winded answer, but it's like really hard to just pinpoint one thing with him because he's had so much to deal with coming in where overall it's better. I think a lot of the fan base is just kind of like meh to the whole team at this point.
1: Nick, if I can go back two years in a Delorean and tell Riverboat Ron, do do nothing else, do everything else by by your gut, but you're you're taking Justin Herbert at two instead instead of Chase Young. How different does the last two years look if you just change that single decision?
0: Well, as you know, having a franchise quarterback changes a lot. Your ceiling is always lower as a franchise when you don't have it, and I think that makes a world of a difference. And it's crazy to think back on that. And we do that all the time with these drafts, right? Where you look at it two, three years later and go, you passed on this guy or you passed on Well, at the time. Chase Young was seen as a can't miss prospect. And look, he can still be a great pass rusher. Like his career is still just starting to be written. The reality of it is you got to have a quarterback and Justin Herbert looks, I mean, Justin Herbert's the favorite to lead the league in passing yards this year. I mean, he's, high up there on the MVP odds. There's there's all of these situations where you look around and go, man, that kid can do it all. But there were questions about him coming out of college. There were questions about whether or not he could be a consistent franchise quarterback. So I get why they did it in that sense. But yeah, you absolutely would say, take the quarterback over the pass rusher. You can go find pass rushers in other ways. You know how hard it is to find a quarterback.